Cat Disgusted is a show about veterinary nursing. It is not a show about how to cure your sick pet. If your animal is sick, take it to the vet. Don't be a crazy person and use a podcast to cure your puking cat, dog, chinchilla, etc., etc. I think they would tell you the same thing. If they could. Mm, Which they can't. Which makes it hard. You know what's up. Take them to the vet. Ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to Cat Disgusted, a podcast for veterinary technicians and the people and animals who love them. Each episode, we explore the best of times and the worst of times in veterinary nursing. I'm your host, Nicole Dickerson. I'm an RVT and veterinary technician specialist in emergency and critical care. And this is what happens. Ladies and gentlemen, and welcome back to Cat Disgusted. COVID is stupid. I'll just start there. Thank you very much. Thanks for coming. <laughs> God. Um, eh, it's hard for me, this COVID thing. I miss my friends. I miss um, the world the way it used to be. You know, I feel like I just started working back in San Francisco and the San Francisco that I go to every day is just not the city that I fell in love with. You know, it's not the city I used to live in. There's a lot of boarded up businesses. You can't eat inside really. Well, I mean, you can to a certain capacity, but you shouldn't because COVID is not controlled in any way in our country which is a shame. I think of you, Sean Wilkie. Um, uh, Huge thanks to Sean, by the way, if he's listening to this. Uh, The last episode we did was a great interview um, with Veterinary Innovation Podcast and Sean, and it was so uplifting to hear how well Canada's doing with their coronavirus control. And it's also terribly depressing because we are, you know, what, like, like four hours from the election or something, and it's completely a mess in our country, which is really sad. But that's not what this podcast is here for. Um, it's here to talk about veterinary medicine and animals. And speaking of the animals, I was just looking through my log of stories that I get, that I keep, that I have kept, uh, for years. And, you know, I feel like uh, there's a bit of a dump, a dump. Prince knows exactly what that is. Yeah. All the way from my first job, which is where a lot of these crazy stories came from, interestingly enough. Uh, so I thought I would just catch us up a little bit and uh, and and tell some, some funny stories because we need some funny in this unprecedented time. We need some funny, uh, especially me. So hang on because here it comes, the dump. In my 
job that I'm in now, um, I'm working with a lot of species that I just have never worked regularly with or at all, quite frankly. Um, and it's it's kind of got me thinking about, you know, when we would see uh, exotics, as they're often called, <laughs> in emergency and uh, what types of species I would treat, you know, on a very irregular basis through the emergency services in um, small animal medicine. And I came across uh, this story in my little in my little notebook about um, a parakeet that I saw uh, one time in um, in my job where I was, it was the first job I had where I was working only in emergency. So you know, in my first my first first job, uh, I had a mix. I had a mix between uh, the general practice hours and then at nighttime it would be an ER. And that was how I met all the emergency techs. And I was like, oh my god, these guys are like the Navy SEALs of veterinary medicine. And that's who I wanted to be. Um, but the the this where this happened was the first Im- job that I had where I was just doing uh, emergency, and what that means is is you know if you're if you're working emergency specialty, you kind of see everything. Now there are some hospitals, depending on the doctors that you have on staff, that will not see certain species. You know there are doctors who are terrified of rabbits. There are doctors who are terrified of birds, as that will become plainly evident why that could possibly be in the next you know five ten minutes. Um, but this particular ER that I was at didn't turn away much. Now it's impossible to be an expert in every single thing if you don't regularly see them. You know, UC Davis has a whole exotics department, ER specialist, both the nurses and the doctors, they are the closest thing that we have to exotic specialty emergency in our area. Uh, that's that's open at night um, because I worked swing shift. I worked pretty late in the evening. So we would often get calls about you know, birds that weren't acting right or a hedgehog that's eye had popped out because apparently that's a thing. Um, hamsters that had a really wet bottom and were lethargic. That is also a thing. So in this particular circumstance, we were seeing a parakeet for a hurt wing. Now, hurt wing is fairly nebulous as far as what exactly is going on. Um, But they didn't have anywhere else to go because it's like 11 o'clock on a Friday night. And so the doctor I was working with at the time said she would see this bird. So great. So in these clients come with their bird and we triage the bird to the emergency treatment area. Now the birds will often come in their bird cages, which I actually prefer because a lot of times, you know, we want to see with exotics, a lot of times the problems will be originating in husbandry. So if you see that the bird with the hurt wing is in a cage the size of like, you know, a shoebox problem, right? Because a poor little bird can't fly around properly. Um, The bird didn't come in a shoebox, but it also didn't come in its cage. Uh, It came in a cat carrier, Okay. It was a little cat carrier that seemed, you know, it, it, transport was fine. There was a blankie in there. I could hear, we could hear it chirping. Uh, what we didn't know, a lot of times what we'll have to ask the owners is if the bird's wings are clipped, because that gives us a little bit of an idea as to where they're going to go. Um, if their flight feathers are clipped, they don't fly as far, uh, which in the uh, emergency practice that doesn't normally see birds or handle them, this is to our benefit. (laughs) So this particular owner didn't really know. So we figured, okay, parakeet, fine. Let's just go ahead and have a look at its wing. 
Now, it was a busy, I did say it was after 11 o'clock on a Friday night. That's a busy time. I don't know, the weekends and then going into the weekend and then Monday morning, that is just always, it's, you're always slammed during that time period. And so I was actually running around seeing a couple other things Like we had like cats and dogs that were there. And then here comes this bird. So I, uh, my colleague had taken the cat carrier into the emergency treatment area so the doctor could have a look at this bird while the owners got all checked in. Um, I saw her, I saw the technician bring the cat carrier to, uh, to, to the treatment area and then she kind of waved and the doctor came out, oh yeah, okay, I'm going to come out and look at this bird. And then I went to go do something else. Um, I was coming back from the lobby and with all of the, uh, with the doors that we had in this particular hospital, there's windows that we have that are through the door that, that you could see into the treatment area from, you know, from going, going in. So as I'm walking towards the door, I'm looking through the window and I see uh, this technician I used to work with opening up the front door of the cat carrier and reaching her hand in to, you know, safely, gently grab this bird. With the hurt wing. She opens the door of the cat carrier right as I'm opening the door into the emergency treatment area. But I figured, you know, like I was okay to open. Open doors are a thing. When you're getting the bird out, open doors are a thing. But I figured out my timing was pretty good. She's opening the cat carrier door. I'm coming through this door. Then I'll close up behind me and we'll be good. She opens the door to the cat carrier. Doctor's kind of leaning in, looking in there. I open the door to the treatment area and all I hear is the doctor go, oh, fuck. That bird shot out of the door of that cat carrier. Whoosh. Flew up. Gorgeously. Flew. Blue. Gorgeous parakeet. Effortlessly into the ceiling of the emergency treatment area. Now, I very calmly and, and swiftly backed up and closed the door in front of me and watched the scene unfold through the window of the door. So what I see is a technician and doctor kind of, oh, okay, it's over here, as a bird flies around the emergency treatment area. So knowing that we were busy that night, my first thought is, oh man, the front desk now has to know that there's a escaped bird in the emergency treatment area because if they come back and open any doors as they often do on busy nights because they'll be like this cat's dying this dog's dying or you know like or or they'll say like this client is trying to you know run their car through the front door they really want to be seen blah 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 um they often will come tearing back there so i go up to the front desk and and tracy who is a saint of a front desk person still works there absolute saint is very deftly by herself getting through the, you know, 20 plus people in the lobby, trying to get everybody checked in, trying to make sure that the animals are stable enough to wait because we as nurses, you know, have to deal with the things that are not well in the back. And she's trying to deal with the things that are uh, not well in the front. So as she's talking to all these people at the front desk, I'm like, oh, I can't interrupt her. And I can't interrupt her to like tell her, in front of all these people, like, hey, by the way, there's an escaped bird in the back. We'll try not to open any do- any doors. So I decided to write her a note. So I was just, sorry, Tracy, I'm just going to borrow this post-it note right here. Thanks, thanks. As she's like, talkie, talkie, talkie to all these clients. Yes, we'll get you checked in. Yes, we think it's going to be about four-hour wait. Blah, which is like, you know, that's how it would be sometimes. I write on this note, do not open doors, loose bird will update soon something something like that and just very kind of deftly passed her this note and tried to make eye contact with her and so being the consummate professional that she is 
She looks down at my hand, looks at the note. Her eyes widen. Eyebrows go up, but the smile never fades from her customer service face. (laughs) She just looks at me and nods. I'm like, hey, yeah. So back into the emergency treatment area I go. The bird had actually managed to fly into the uh, doctor's office because that's where a bird that's shitting everywhere is going to go. And uh, the doctor (laughs) with the bird flying around on the inside. Now, this is better. This is a smaller room. The smaller room is more likely that you're going to be able to kind of corral them. She picked up, she picked up a dog bed that was in the doctor's office from her uh, herd of chihuahuas that would often come in, picked up the dog bed and then caught the bird against the window of the doctor's office because the bed was kind of concave and padded. So kind of caught against the window and then gently tacoed the bed to create an enclosure, pillowed enclosure for the bird and then brought it back to the carrier. The tech opened the door. She untacoed the bed and the bird hopped into its carrier, safe and sound. And uh, she says, as the cat carrier door quickly closes, okay, well, wings fine. (laughs) No charge for the exam. Have a good night. (laughs) Bird was fine. Bird was absolutely fine. Um, I updated Tracy that the loose bird had been corralled. Of course, I didn't really have to walk very far because I turned around and, you know, the window to the door, Tracy's standing right there, (laughs) smiling away. (laughs) She's like, you got it, huh? Dog bed method? It's good. It's good. New. (laughs) It was good. Well, let's see. Where else shall we go on this story time adventure? Well, I'm going to take you back to uh, my first job where I was working half uh, general practice and half emergency. I'm going to take you back uh, to another story involving one of my favorite, most favorite technicians and people, human beings. Uh, Corrine. Now, you may recognize Corrine from previous episodes. She is my feral cat guru, cat guru just in general. She is one of those kitty whispers. She can do anything with them. Um, but she also has a soft spot for, you know, any kind of animal that, that needs special care or is in distress, any of those things. I feel like Corrine is my, she's my go-to. Like, if, And especially if there's an animal that's not having it at the old veterinary hospital, Corrine is fearless. She's fearless. Like she used to like crawl into feral cat traps to microchip them to keep track of them. So that's, that's the kind of bravery that I'm talking about here. Now, I learned a ton from Corrine when I was uh, starting at that job. And I very much enjoyed that she was on the swing shift with me and that we would work together in emergency. Uh, we both started a little bit earlier in the afternoon, which meant that we were part of this crossover period that would happen with the general practice hours. And then when all the daytime vets would leave and the appointments would end, we would stay and we would run the ER. And during those daytime hours, you would get these things that were called tech appointments. And tech appointments basically meant that an animal that was coming in could make a predetermined appointment. They could um, 
have a, a time slot dedicated to them to have a task performed that a doctor didn't need to be present for. So like if a doctor had ordered a blood test after talking to an owner on the phone, a tech appointment would be you bring your animal in and the technician can draw the blood and order the test, but he doesn't need to necessarily stay uh, they, they don't need to necessarily stay, stay and see the doctor and be charged for a doctor exam because they're all they're just doing something with the with the nurses with the technicians now one of the things that we got all the time were uh nail trim appointments oh they were like the bane of our existence because it'd be busy 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 and then this tech appointment would arrive and it would be like four cats to get their nails trimmed oh so uh, in this case, it was two kitties that had made back-to-back tech appointments for their nail trims. Uh, they came in two carriers from the same owner. Uh, me and Corrine were working in the afternoon, and so they paged us about the tech appointment. She went up to go grab them. They told Corrine when Corrine came up to the lobby they said, now, I should tell you, one of them is really, really good for this. And the other one, uh, and Corrine's like, just be swift and with confidence. She's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Just, you know, like, just work quickly. <laughs> okay, work quickly. Sure. So Corrine came down to the uh, treatment area with these two cat carriers. And she said, okay, so the owner told me that one of these kitties is totally fine. And the other one is maybe a problem. Uh, hmm. Hmm. And she like looks back and forth at the two carriers. Hmm. Hmm. No, I don't really remember which, uh, I don't remember which one is which. Huh. Oh, surely fine. <laughs> so we're just take a gamble to see which one is going to be, uh, which going to be, which one is going to be the problem. They were both fluffy black cats. So tricky to tell in any circumstance them uh, apart from each other uh but one was quite a bit older one was a little bit skinnier a little older looking so we thought to start with that one first because we thought oh this one's had more time on the earth to think about how much it hates its nail trims let's go ahead and start with that one so we started with the older one and Corrine held this kitty for me and kitty was you know was was good was fine um didn't love it but you know also didn't you, you know didn't try to kill us so got all the nails done on the first one great um, so we put that one back and we're like, oh, okay, well, she didn't love it, but she wasn't terrible. So maybe that was the one that was the problem. Oh, I don't know. Let's get the other one out. So we get the other kitty out and uh, that kitty for the first, uh, you know, couple nails, clip, 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 totally fine. And Corrine didn't need to restrain the kitty very much. It was okay. But as I got to the end of the first paw, we got a little squirmy and Corrine's like, oh, no, 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 we've got to stay still. We've got to get through all these. And then, out of nowhere, that cat went right and shot its paw. Not the one that I was holding. I was holding uh, the paw that was closest to the examination table, so kind of the one under it. But it shot its front paw up in the air like a straight, straight arrow. Bwah! And Corrine went, whoa! And she kind of ducked down to get out of the way of this paw that was shooting straight up in the air and waving around with all of its unclipped claws out and uh, dodged it, thankfully. I did too, thankfully. Hooray, Corrine, for keeping it all together. Uh, and w- But she ducked her head down to, to, to avoid this, you know, claw waving around. And when she raised her head up again, her glasses were gone. 
what? <laughs> it was the weirdest thing. So Corrine wears glasses like I do. And she had them on when we started. But rare. Head down. Head up. Glasses gone. Gone. And she kind of was like, oh, my my glasses aren't on my face. They're not on my face, right? I'm like, no, <laughs> glasses are not on your face. And because it had been so sudden and weird and we both like moved quickly, I was like, I don't know. Did they fall on the ground? Did they, did, did they, are they like on the floor? Like don't step on them. And she's like, oh, I don't know. Let me see. And meanwhile, the cat's like, like oh, okay, well, we're going to get this done. I'm like, it's okay. You don't need to see for this part. Just, you know, hold the kitty and I'll clip the claws. So I quickly got through the rest of the claws and luckily the kitty didn't have any other uh, claws shooting out into our eyes. So that was good. Put the kitty back in the carrier. And Corrine's like, okay, well, I'll go ahead and bring them back up. Um, yeah, just like, you know, if you see my glasses, just like don't step on them. I'm sure they're on the floor somewhere. I'm like, oh, okay. So she runs both of the kitties back up to the owner in the lobby. And I kind of like look around and I'm like, I, I really don't see these glasses. <laughs> I don't know where they are. It's so, so weird. And then uh, my friend Robin also sees me looking around. She's like, what's going on? I'm like, I, I don't know. I'm like, this cat kind of freaked out and it like shot its legs in the air and we both ducked to get out of the way of its claws waving around. And when we put our heads up, Corrine's glasses were gone. So I, we don't know where they are. Oh, weird. So now both me and Robin are like looking around trying to find Corrine's glasses. Corrine comes back downstairs, still no glasses on her face. And she's like, okay, well, yeah, mom's happy. But do you see my glasses? I'm like, no, I don't know where they are. She's like, well, I had mom check inside the carrier to make sure that the cat wasn't wearing them or anything. So they're not in there. I didn't stick my hands in there, but mom went, like, went ahead and, and looked and tried to find them. But I don't know. So we looked uh, in the sink. We didn't see it in the sink. We looked behind all the jars on the counter where the alcohol and the chlorhex gauze is. Didn't see them there. And then I looked, there, there's this shelf that was right behind uh, where Corrine was standing, where we keep all the Doppler blood pressure uh, measuring equipment. And so the D Dopplers are these little boxes um, that have a, a, a piezoelectric crystal probe that you can put on your arteries. It makes a whoosh, whoosh, whoosh sound. And then with a dop with a uh, with an inflatable cuff, you can measure blood pressure. So uh, this hospital had lots of those. Like the, the doctor had been saving them throughout the years. There's a whole shelf with like five or six Dopplers. A bit of a crapshoot which one was going to work, but you know he kept them all. Um, but inevitably, they all have to be charged. And so there's all these cables and wires and stuff that are all like around this shelf and behind this shelf. And I just on a whim, just like, was like, oh, God, maybe it's in the shelves or something. And I look on the shelves. I didn't see anything in the Dopplers. But when I looked behind the shelf, there were Corrine's glasses hooked, dangling on a cable <laughs> behind these Dopplers. So... What we ascertain must have happened is when that cat shot its front leg into the air so dramatically and Kareen ducked down so deftly to avoid said claws in the eyes that the cat must have caught her glasses like at the frame and when she ducked her head down and the cat's leg shot up, it probably hooked those glasses and flung them behind Corrine, where they arced behind the Doppler shelf and caught in the wires behind. Now, if there was ever a, a tape that I'd want to roll back to see the 
anatomy of how that occurred. I mean, I, I'd pay a lot of money to see that tape. I mean, in theory, it might even exist somewhere in some digital video archive. They did have some security cameras in that, in that hospital. And man, that would be, this is before TikTok. This is before TikTok, YouTube. I mean, you know, maybe not YouTube, but it's before a lot of those video, Snapchat, all that. I mean, this would have been, well, Korean is already famous in my book, but this, this would have just taken it over the top. Well, you made it, ladies and gentlemen, to the end of another episode of Cat Disgusted. Thank you so much for tuning in, as always. Um, no real theme this week besides generalized silliness. I want you all to think of your veterinary technicians during this COVID time. The emergency rooms are busier than they've ever, ever been. So be kind, be thoughtful, love your veterinary technicians. But really, don't go see them at work. Stay well, everybody. Train coming from a thousand miles.